It all started with a dream. This is so stupid! <laughs> In my whole life, <laughs> I got some things to say. I'm still slowly dying, but uh. hey, we all are. <laughs> Good morning, Back Row Radio. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And you're streaming the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show exclusively on BackRowRadio.com. And on today's show, is TikTok's time finally up? And we dive into a deep topic, five things you didn't know about the Sabbath. Hmm. But first, it is February 4th, and we have a holiday to celebrate. And it's not quite a celebration type holiday. <laughs> you know... <laughs> I mean, it is and it isn't. The, the idea behind it is worth... Let's just talk about today it. Today <laughs> is World Cancer Day. And so when we say it like that, I'm sure that there are some people that are like, What? Come on, guys. World Cancer Day. But (laughs) when you've been affected by it, it's like, okay. Yeah. 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 So sooner or later, it seems that cancer has an impact on us all in one way or another. And that's why World Cancer Day on February 4th is an important day to raise awareness about prevention, detection, and treatment. Started by the Union for International Cancer Control in 2008, World Cancer Day activities seek to significantly reduce illness and death caused by cancer. And in fact, when they started that out uh, in 2008, it was to significantly reduce it by 2020, like Mm -hmm. by now. Yeah. And we had a news story. I don't remember if it was last week with Hillary or if it was the week before with you, but we've had a news story that came out saying, yeah, we have seen a significant drop in a lot of cancer deaths, Uh, almost, almost all of them, but like in an overall spectrum, yes. Yeah. All of them have gone down, except for one, I think. And I don't remember what that one was, but I don't think it rose. I think it just kind of stayed steady. So even then, that's still a victory. Yeah. That deaths weren't weren't uh, going up. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if it's so much about... Well, I mean, I guess it kind of is. It's. I was about to say it's not really about awareness, but when we're talking about prevention and detection, yeah. uh, then I guess it really is because that is what it's been about. It's been catching it earlier. Right. Uh, and we're, we're able to do that uh, better and better each year, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. And we haven't been terrible at it for most cancers. It's that internal cancer stuff that, that really still plagues us. Mm-hmm. Um. Lung cancer, I think, is usually easier to to diagnose than like you know, in some other internal stomach organ. Cancer. Yeah, stomach cancer, pancreas cancer, you yeah. know, stuff like that. That that doesn't become immediately apparent until it's a little too late. Yeah, and those are always difficult. My mother got breast cancer when I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, and that one was scary. But I think it was mainly scary because my mother had a specific doctor she wanted to use and he lived in Oklahoma City, so she basically moved there. Okay. For 3 months. And yeah. I didn't see her for 3 months and so I wasn't getting a day-to-day uh visit with her. Right. Uh, all I was thinking is she's in the hospital and I yeah. hadn't been in the hospital that many times, but when I had been there, most people were sick and dying. Right. You know? And yeah. so that's that was scary for me at that point. Uh, but everything went really smoothly. 
and she's remained cancer free since then. She still goes, I think, once a year mm -hmm. to get a kind of all over check and has been fine. Um, but I know cancers hit your family mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. uh, what what kind of cancer was it again? I don't quite remember. Uh, Chris's mom passed away from stomach cancer. Stomach. It was stomach mm -hmm. cancer. It okay, was that's stomach what, cancer. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I knew it was an internal uh, situation, and yeah. that's it's it's tough. But today is a day to remember that it is getting better. Mm -hmm. It is getting easier. Yeah. Uh, to to treat it. You know, we we might not ever find an all-over cure right. for cancer. It might be impossible, especially one that, like, something that encompasses all cancers, mm -hmm. you know. But the fact that we are getting better of at least surviving, uh, treating, and living a relatively normal life mm -hmm. after that uh, is something to celebrate for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's what we'll take away from this yes and uh it's tuesday good news day so let's continue that that upward positive trend with some good news uh oh and you know what what <laughs> i forgot what the first news story was it's about this uh this exciting new study says that protective cells in the lungs of ex-smokers could explain why quitting smoking dramatically reduces the risk of developing lung cancer Cancer Research UK funded researchers from the Welcome Sanger Institute at uh, UCL have discovered that compared to current smokers, people who had stopped smoking had more genetically healthy lung cells, which have a much lower risk of developing into cancer. The study shows that quitting smoking could do much more than just stopping further damage to the lungs. Researchers believe it could also allow new healthy cells to actively replenish the lining of our airways. So this shift in uh, proportion of healthy to damaged cells could help protect against cancer. These results highlight the benefits of stopping smoking completely at any age. People who have smoked heavily for 30 to 40 years or more often say, uh, and this is from Dr. Peter Campbell uh, from the Institute, often say to me that it's too late to stop smoking. The damage is already done. And so they kind of have this defeatist mm -hmm. attitude of, well, I've already done all the damage. So what's the point now? Why, why stop? Right. And so he says, what is so exciting about our study is that it shows that it's never too late to quit. Some of the people in our study had smoked for more, uh, smoked more than 15,000 packs of cigarettes over their life. But within a few years of quitting, many of the cells lining their airways showed no evidence of damage from tobacco. Wow. Yeah. That's so, amazing. I don't care what age you are. Stop. You can stop. <laughs> Get help. Get, kick it. Kick it whatever you can. Get them patches. Get whatever you got to do. Chew that gum. Do something. I'm biting my tongue right now to not call out the one person in my life. But you know who you are. <laughs> and she loves you. And that's why. A whole stinking lot. Okay, so it's not every day that you get to propose to your high school sweetheart, which is why filmmaker Lee Locklear... Locklear? Anyway, think, yeah. <laughs> made sure his marriage proposal was extra special. Hearts are melting across social media after Locklear proposed to his longtime girlfriend, Suthie David, by reanimating the ending of her favorite film, Walt Disney's Sleeping Beauty. It took six months of work to animate the scene that and arrange for the movie screening to take place. Locklear started by contacting the Coolidge Corner Theater in their hometown of Brooklyn, 
Brookline, Massachusetts, <laughs> and asking if they could host a fake film screening for the proposal. And the theater <laughs> and the theater was more than happy to accept. After that, Locklear made a Reddit post asking for twenty strangers to attend a free screening of Sleeping Beauty so that David's closest friends and family could hide in the back of the theater and watch the proposal unfold without being recognized. Since Locklear also knew that inviting his girlfriend to the screening would invite suspicion, he forwarded a fake email announcement about the movie screening to David through her mother. A few days later, David's mother casually mentioned that she had bought tickets for the family to attend the screening, and to Locklear's delight, David invited him to her own surprise (laughs) proposal. The movie then played itself out as it normally would, except when it got to the scene where the prince kisses Princess Aurora, David was visibly confused when the skin and hair colors of the animated characters started to change. The on-screen prince then held up a ring and tossed it into the air so that Locklear could catch it from the front row of the audience and get down on one knee that was potentially the most heartwarming fairy tale ending in history. Needless to say, David accepted Locklear's proposal to live happily ever after. Not only that, their video of the proposal has racked up more than 6 million views since it was uploaded to YouTube back in December, and it's not hard to see why. So have you seen this at I all? did. It's so cute. It and is it, it's amazing. It's adorable. It's amazing. Uh, they did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't have seen really it, wrong. go look it up. <laughs> and all you have to look up is David Locklear proposal that's it and that's (laughs) or sleep i bet if you put sleeping beauty proposal you'd find it too sure maybe (laughs) maybe but i just typed in his last name l-o-e-c-h-l-e-r for those wondering yep low clear lock clear i don't know low clear anyway but i did listen purposely in the the video the youtube video yeah to make sure i pronounced her name correctly yeah, and you did a great job. You just flew right by that one. Uh, his Didn't last name hesitate. I couldn't quite get, but, you know, whatever. But yeah, it's a really neat video worth finding. Uh, yeah. One of those just heartwarming things. It's uh, so to good. See, to see her realize little by little what's going on. But, yeah, when, the, when it first pops up in that scene and Sleeping Beauty's skin is a little browner uh-huh. and her hair is, is dark, dark now, yeah. you see her face just kind of squidge up a little bit like, What's going on? <laughs> what is wrong with this movie? <laughs> and that she says that. Did you hear? She's like, I thought something was wrong with the movie. <laughs> it was cute. It's, it's really, really cute. All right. And lastly, our, our recurring segment that we never really planned to become a recurring segment, but it's been uh, interesting. But it is. So get with Junk it. Junk food news. <laughs> Come some new products that have recently been announced or spotted in stores. We got Land Lakes has come out with a special butter mm-hmm. called Maple Me Crazy. Mm-hmm. Maple butter. Listen, I tried their pumpkin butter yeah. back in Thanksgiving, and it was amazing. <laughs> so I'm assuming this is going to be just as good. I'm a fan of their honey butter. It's yeah. really good. And so, yeah, a maple butter's got to be pretty mm-hmm. good, too. Uh, continuing with the maple theme, Golden Oreos are coming out with a maple cream flavor. 
See, I don't know if I would like that as much. I know. I'm strange? so glad that you said that it's because like the, I was feeling the same way. You know, I think it all has to do, for me anyway, with the texture aspect of it. Yeah. I don't want a crunchy maple thing, you know? Yeah. I want a soft. I want a soft, fluffy pancake. <laughs> uh, smart food popcorn is coming out with something that'll make you rethink their name. It's a popcorn mix a bag of popcorn mixed with Captain Crunch Crunchberries, which is also a very strange... It's a strange combination. Combination. But I think Chris is going to be like over the moon about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dunkin' Donuts coming out with two new creamers. Uh, we got Coffee Cake Creamer and Boston Cream flavor. Not a fan? I'm not a fan of creamer. They're oh, just always right. way too it. sweet. Yeah. Daedra is a big creamer person. Yeah. She drinks a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't drink a lot of <laughs> doesn't coffee. Have, like a little bit of coffee, <laughs> half a bottle of creamer. Mostly creamer. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, she doesn't use nearly as much as even I do. When yeah. I'm drinking, I'm like, I don't want to taste the coffee. <laughs> Ruffles is coming out with a lime and jalapeno flavored ruffle. Sounds good. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting that Ruffles is getting new flavors. Right. For such a long time, Ruffles had like three flavors. They're basic. And that, I mean, I'm talking, felt like decades. And then suddenly they're getting all new flavors. All I time. only remember two. Original and sour cream and cheddar. Like that's all. No, that they I... had those and then they had the KC Masterpiece Barbecue. Yeah, you're and right. And then they discontinued that for a little bit and then they brought it back. But okay. now it's still kind of hard to find. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I enjoy those ones a lot. Those are my favorite barbecue chip, the really? Ruffles ones. The it's the Casey masterpiece specifically. That flavor is really good on the chips. Yeah. Uh, Jelly Belly is coming out with gummy jelly beans, both regular and sour gummy jelly beans. They look like double the size of a normal jelly bean. If I was still into eating a bunch of sugar, I'd give them a try. Sure. Well, and it's coming up on Easter, so yeah, know. yeah. Uh, Sprite is coming out with a new Sprite Ginger, and you could tell that they're really pushing this because they're also releasing a zero sugar version at the same time. So it's like a half Sprite, half ginger ale mix. So this is your puking your brains out drink. Oh, yeah. That's a great sick drink. (laughs) I never even thought about it. That's like the perfect sick drink. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right. I know what I'm doing next time I got the flu or if I get that coronavirus. Right. (laughs) Which, I mean, why is it the coronavirus? Like, why not the Budweiser virus? I literally literally posted the question, has the Corona Beer Company seen a a dip in profits since this virus has been announced? Yeah. (laughs) Completely unrelated virus. You, You can't help but wonder, but like... Why not give it the same as the worst of all the beers? I, I don't understand. Uh, cinnamon toast crunch ice cream. Ooh, now this might be good. This seems, now from what I from what I uh, could tell, it doesn't look like it has chunks of cinnamon toast crunch See? cereal in it. But it wouldn't work that way anyway because it would get soggy. You but just cinnamon get toast crunch is good soggy. It is the only <sighs> cereal that you want to let sit in your milk for a little while. Mm, I disagree with you. On oh that. man! <laughs> I will I, say I, there I is, hate it when it's soggy. Oh, there's a fine line between like there, there's a small small window a in small which you have, you to, have eat to get it. it perfectly. Yes, because if it's too soggy, then it's gross. Right. But I also don't want to chew my cereal. 
I don't know. I want a chip. I want it. No. Especially that. Those and golden grams, I want. I eat them as fast as I can because I want very little sog. Really? To enter into those situations. No. So what it looks like is it's going to be like a crunchy cinnamon like crumble vein throughout the, the, the ice cream, which I'm still okay with. Uh, Slim Jim is coming out with an interesting non-meat based product. They're coming out with crunchy fries, kind of like the Chester hot fries. Coming out with crunchy fries and two flavors, Buffalo Style Fury, which is supposed to be hot, and then the hottest flavor, Inferno. <laughs> so no normal flavor, right? <laughs> Which makes me wonder because again we have the hot fries as well, and then both of these are hot. Yeah, are the potato stick chip things just not good unless they're covered in something hot? Like, do they need the hot to take away from some weird flavor well, in the potato? <laughs> have you had the potato stick chips? Like, you can buy those in a can. The you pick, remember the those? The pick-a-stick thing yeah. or whatever. whatever I liked those. Yeah, those 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 have been And essentially, fine. that's hot fries without but the flavor. But the hot fries are thicker. Like, they're that's the, true, the yeah. thickness of an actual fry. And so I'm just wondering if there's something odd about that. Well, like, they have a cheddar flavor fry. It's not a hot fry, but it's still by... It's either Tom's or Andy's, one oh, of the okay. two. So there is and a non-hot cheddar flavor. flavor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Topher loves those. He swears by those. Yeah. I don't necessarily like them, but I'm a huge fan of hot fries. So You like hot fries? That I feel was like, like... I feel like it's a small portion of people that like the hot fries. Oh, see? Okay. <laughs> a Coke, hot fries, and the vanilla cream cookies was my lunch in high school. <laughs> That's all that I ever ate. That was actually breakfast, lunch, and dinner all Goodness in one. Gracious. I know. <laughs> Uh, all right, here's one to make you gag. Uh, Fanta orange soda flavored snack pack pudding. No, well, <laughs> but okay. Uh, if you it, just take take the Fanta soda part out, orange flavored snack orange pack flavored pudding. snack pack exactly could be fine. I don't know. I, I like my puddings to kind of stay within the vanilla chocolate realm. Yeah, I don't even like venturing out into like the cookies and cream flavor. I I agree. So an but orange I one, love. I'd really have to fight down. I feel like I love anything cream sickled flavor. Yeah. So if this leans more towards that, yeah, I could get maybe. on board. But <laughs> the name they they really need to they really need to rethink the name. <laughs> and then we got Lay's kettle cooked chips, flaming hot flavor. So they're once again expanding the flaming hot. And uh, I believe it was you and I that had the discussion. Is Flamin' Hot cheese-based right? or not? Yeah, or what's the actual right. base of flavor that they use? Because we were talking about it. They were coming out with, uh, which I've seen in stores now, the Cheetos popcorn. And they came out with the cheddar flavor and the Flaming Hot flavor. And we initially thought, well, yeah, it has to be yeah. a cheese-hot flavor. But then we're like, well, no, they have it on Funyuns. Yeah. And they have it on uh, Ruffles now. Right. And now they have it on Lay's Kettle cooked. It can't just be cheese flavored, right? I guess it's... You definitely couldn't do it on the Funyuns. You couldn't yeah. have a cheese flavored hot Funyun. Right. I think it's just, it's just like heat. hot sauce flavor. Right. It would just have to be weird heat. Yeah. Strange. It's so strange. But, Any of those sound especially intriguing to you? Uh, the Sprite Ginger for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sprite agreed. Ginger. The Cinnamon Toast Crunch Ice Cream. The Lime and Jalapeno Ruffles. Lime and Jalapeno Ruffles. Yeah. 
That's it. Everything I, else can I want to kick like, rocks. <laughs> I want to like jalapeno flavored chips and things yeah. like that. I don't like jalapenos, but it's more of a texture thing. Okay. But, uh, you know, I want to like that flavor more. I just get intimidated by it. I don't know why. Matt gets scared. I don't know. I don't I know also... if it's when we bit into that jalapeno oh, and nearly gosh. died on our <laughs> YouTube show. We had five levels of heat. This was like... Number two. Number two. And it was really the really number the one because the first yeah. one was just a bell pepper. <laughs> so it was the first heat. And we just went too far. We ate too much of it. And... We literally bit off more than we could chew. It killed us. It, it lasted really did. for so long. We felt like idiots. <laughs> Every other pepper after that, let's just take a tiny bite. A tiny bite. <laughs> Still dying from the jalapeno. Uh, and the maple me the crazy ma- maple yeah. butter. Yeah. 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 So you're going to come with that. Yes. All right. Well, yeah. Strange yeah. things. All of this I can't eat. So. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up next is TikTok running out of time. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. We're going to kick off the second hour as we always do with five random facts. Five random facts. Pizza Hut delivered a pizza to the International Space Station in 2001. It took days and cost $1 million for the six-inch pie to reach its destination. Is it even worth it for just a six-inch pizza? <laughs> no. And the fact that it took days. By the time it got there, it was gross. <laughs> but they did Jeez. it. They delivered. <laughs> Orthosomnia is a condition in which someone becomes so obsessed with getting a good night's sleep, they actually lose sleep over it. I have done this <laughs> multiple times. Like when I have somewhere to be early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Gotta get a good night's sleep. Gotta get to bed. Gotta get to sleep. Gotta fall asleep now. If I fall asleep now, I get six hours of sleep. (laughs) If I fall asleep now, I get five hours of sleep. If I fall asleep now, I get four hours of sleep. Oh my gosh. (laughs) One of the things things that stinks about being on this keto diet thing is that I have more energy. Uh And I'm also sleeping better at night. Yeah. And so before, even though I was tired a lot of the time, the one thing that was positive about that is when I went to bed and my head hit the pillow... 60 seconds within that window, I'm out. Yeah. And now I am finding myself like every other night just up. And I'm like, I got to go to sleep. Fall asleep now, body. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know. You got to start doing, you should do my trick and then tell me if it works. Chris says it does not work. It counteracts him, but it works like a charm for me. Okay. I make like an internal list of things that I need to do the next day. Okay, when I get up, I need to get the kids ready. I need to make no, sure that they I've have this. No, I've done that. Really? <laughs> it stresses me out. <laughs> it works so well for me. I'm like five things into my list and I'm snoring, so I'm good. No, I'm making that <laughs> list and everything I add to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much I have to get done tomorrow. <laughs> I might as well just get up now and right? start. <laughs> like, i got to set my alarm an hour earlier. <laughs> Okay, then don't do it. In 1999, the group Bloodhound Gang released a title, released a track titled "The Ten Coolest Things About New Jersey." 
The song is just 10 seconds of silence. <laughs> Rude. Right? Reliant K released a uh, track on, I think it was their five score and seven years ago album. Okay. Uh, where it's just, it's 10 seconds long too, but it's just Matthew Thiessen singing, I just wasted 10 seconds of your life. <laughs> Bump. Hey. That's really funny. That is funny. Um, An estimated 7% of men suffer from pararesis. Pararesis? I don't know. An anxiety disorder that makes it impossible to urinate if other people are nearby. I am one of those 7%. Are you really? It has been a nightmare in my life. Can you just go away? I no, yeah. I'll be in a movie theater bathroom or something. I'll be in the urinal closest to the wall in the corner. Six urinals over, somebody comes and uses the furthest one over there, and I just sit there and like, come on, will you please just go, just go? <laughs> I remember in high school that freaking me out because anytime I need to use the bathroom, there's always eighteen other kids in that right. bathroom. And it, I developed the trick in high school. It's the only thing that makes it work and it only works half the time. Is I have to belittle myself. I have to sit there and internally name call myself. Such a loser. Yes. <laughs> I go, Are you stupid? What is wrong with you? Just pee. <laughs> you, know, <I> just, <laughs> you think anybody else in this room cares about you peeing? You just need to get it done. And name calling. I've even cussed myself out a few times oh when it got gosh. ridiculous. In my brain. In my brain. Because I don't know what it is. The shy bladder thing. It's so frustrating. It is the most frustrating thing I've ever had to deal with about myself. Uh, now you know more about Matt than you ever thought you would know. <laughs> but there's someone out there who feels my pain. There's a 7% of guys out there who know what I'm talking about. Yes, I'm sure someone, one person is listening going, yes, Matt. I I feel feel you. you. I feel your pain. (laughs) All right. Only six corporations control 90% of what we read, watch, and listen to in the United States. GE, News Corp, Disney, Viacom, Time Warner, and CBS. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. As I was reading this, I was like, this is kind of scary. Like. And everybody's okay with this? <laughs> also, I'm kind of surprised Apple's not listed. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. They're You're not, not as big as you things. think you are. Well, they want to be. <laughs> they will be soon. All right. So, TikTok. Oh, Matt. <laughs> big app. Big app doing big numbers. Causing big problems. I hate TikTok. <laughs> And I am not afraid to say it. Tell me why, Mo. Oh, my gosh. So yesterday I told you that, you know, we went to a a gymnastics competition a couple weeks ago. So I am surrounded by children of all ages. Uh You know, they all have different showtimes. So, you know, their first showtime may have been 9 o'clock in the morning. Their last showtime may be 6 o'clock in the evening. So they're stuck in this arena all day, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Running around, they've it's now become their second home. Kids are doing TikTok videos left and right, and it's like, hey, look, they're doing a TikTok. Ah! Okay, but more than that, there was a group of like, they were probably between eight and ten, 
eight and 12 year olds, okay? Mm-hmm. That were sitting directly in front of me. Their mom was right next to them, a chair away. And because I'm directly behind them, I can see everything that they're looking at. And I had TikTok for all of a day, me too. I think. Yeah. Before I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> I don't need to be seeing half the stuff that's on here. My kids certainly don't need to be seeing it. And so as I'm sitting behind this group of kids that are my youngest child's age, scrolling through, looking at half-naked people, doing sexual things, and I'm like, you are basically watching porn right now. (laughs) And it's okay because it's a glorified app. It's TikTok. It's Mm -hmm. okay. I wanted to throw their phone across the arena. (laughs) It took everything in me to not, like, tap the mom on the shoulder and be like, excuse me, do you know what your kid is watching right now? (laughs) If your kid has TikTok, delete it from their app today, (laughs) this second. There's no need for it. Yeah. So there's that. There's also the... uh... The national security concern. Oh yeah, with TikTok yeah, that comes from uh, China, I believe. Yeah, it is has been recorded to uh, suck up a bunch of your personal data. Yep, and send it. Over to Everybody China. was so worried about that Face app that was a big thing for right? like a week because in the it, summer because, because of the Russia. Guy blah, 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 blah. It was from Russia. That's all it was. But everybody <laughs> thinks TikTok is the world's best thing. Yeah. It, like, I mean, I, the military has come out and said to all of the people in the military, do not own this app. Like, that's how serious they are about this TikTok app. I don't understand how it became so big. I really, I really don't. Look, it, here's what happened. We had Vine. Vine was fun. People used Vine to make actually pretty clever content. You had six seconds to make something cool. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Vine. I was on Vine for a little while. Made about, I think, 80 Vines uh, of varying quality. Uh, some of them I'm really proud of. But it was fun. Twitter bought it. And then, like, a couple months later, like, eh, we don't want it. And so they just deleted it. And it was gone. A little bit later, sneaks in TikTok. Started out quietly. Like, hey, this is kind of a cool replacement. Then it got overrun by the Snapchat teenagers who were getting bored of Snapchat. Mm -hmm. I want to keep my videos. I want it to be scrollable. Mm. And so... TikTok became super popular, and exactly what you're talking about started happening. It became garbage videos. Yeah. Not actual content creation. Like, there is that on there. Right. But it's so intermixed. It's like one with, in 1,000. Yeah. With, you know, 12-year-olds gyrating and yes. trying to, you know, still do the that weird dance that Miley Cyrus did. Uh, oh, yeah. Twerking, whatever, yeah. on there. Like, why? <laughs> Is this allowable? That's my thing. How is it okay? (laughs) So, yeah, there's that too. And then they're also having another problem, and I think it stems from the fact that they're from China, is that, you know, they do have paid content, like sponsored content, ads and things that they're supposed to be paying out to certain creators. And apparently that money's getting held up a really, really long time. So that's one of the other problems that they're Hmm. having. Uh, So creators are getting mad with it, too. The actual creators on there. Uh, So TikTok now finally has some competition. And it's a new app called Byte. And it is actually the long-awaited reboot of the once-beloved Vine app. 
Okay. Uh, it went live uh, a little over a week ago and quickly reached uh, the high numbers on the app stores. The you know the high trending numbers. Uh, here's why it could be huge. Though it's already having a few problems with bots and spammy comments and accounts, uh, it is gaining attention, and the creator-focused approach could cement its place as a social media favorite for Generation Z, uh, featuring six-second looping videos just like Vine. Uh, the app hopes to differentiate, differentiate itself by making it easier for content creators to make money from the get-go. A pilot of their partner program will launch soon, and if it works, it could lure many influencers and their fan bases away from TikTok, which has been slow to compensate its stars. And since it's an entirely new frontier, many teens who hope to gain followership may quickly migrate before it becomes too saturated with big names. But the idea, from what I can tell, because uh, we we jumped on it. We jumped on it. We got an account for Backward Radio. We made our first one. Mm-hmm. And I saw I'm it. proud of it. I loved it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, but, go, yeah, go check it out. There might be a couple more by the time you're actually listening to this. But what I can see, number one, it looks a lot cleaner than TikTok. Okay, good. And number two, it does look like you kind of have to search this stuff out it's not a you open it and you're automatically inundated with stuff you don't want to see yeah like you're seeking out content creators okay and so your feed should only be much like any other places most social media yeah only be what you've already agreed to see okay you know they're not putting you know gyrating teenagers in front of you when that's not what you want to see at yeah. all. <laughs> I hate it's, TikTok. It's so terrible. It is awful. <laughs> Gosh. So this might be the killer. This might be the killer. I kind of hope it is. Yeah. Because Vine was... Uh, no social media thing is perfect. But right. I, I feel like Vine was a treasure. And I really was sad when it went away. And so if Byte continues down the, the road that it started on here of keeping it in the spirit of Vine and keeping it content creator driven and not just anybody with a phone driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I think it could be a good thing. Right okay. now, my hope, I'm, I won't say prediction, but my hope, this is going to eclipse TikTok and be a better all-around experience on social I hope media. So. Yeah. So we're going to we'll, we'll be a part of it until it uh, crumbles. To pieces anyway, and we'll make some fun stuff every now and then. Cool. I'll even make Mo do some. <laughs> See, now I couldn't ever get into Vine because I'm not a six second person. Yeah, like, oh, it's difficult. It makes yeah. you think. How and that's also make, why. How do I make a joke in six seconds? Also, why I'm not a big Twitter person because I can't. Like, you cannot put a cap on me, people. Gosh. I can't be contained. It's the truth. <laughs> For anyone who knows me, you're like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that information came from the Culture Translator. Check that out. Uh, it's a newsletter you can sign up for. Uh, coming up next, what do we really know about keeping the Sabbath holy? We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a back row morning show here 
on Back Row Radio. Back it's the, Row Radio! It's the third hour, and uh, we like to talk about something a little deeper in our third hour. And today, we are talking about an article from lightworkers.com. What's wrong with you? Why are you smiling at me? <laughs> I love the fact that if I'm smiling at you, something has to be wrong with me. <laughs> Am I wrong? Or is there something wrong? So, I hate... That every single day you say, in our third hour, we like to tackle something a little deeper. We didn't sign up for this. <laughs> you like to sign up with it. I'm happy talking about junk food and apps all day. Hashtag facts. <laughs> this is the royal we, not necessarily just Mo and I. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> we as a society... Like to tackle something deeper in our third hour. So the third hour of being awake is when people jump yes. into to harder I mean, I topics. Don't start, I don't start working until ten o'clock any oh, day. Okay. <laughs> Eight, nine, those don't work. Those don't count. It's <laughs> easing into your day. All right, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> what are we talking about, oh, Matt? Gosh, okay, we're talking about the Sabbath, and this actually comes from an article in Lightworkers.com. Uh, and I'm not vouching for it right off the bat. What we're going to do is we're going to read what it says and see what we think. Because sometimes these articles say some crazy things. Sure. That we don't agree with. <laughs> but the article is actually titled, Five Vital Truths You Should Know About the Sabbath But Probably Don't. Okay. It's by author Kenneth Reed. Uh, again, lightworkers.com. Uh, and... I feel we'll like we're going to be intro. a whole lot of Old Testament today. <laughs> Maybe. All right, so the first one is that the word Sabbath doesn't mean rest. It means stop. Uh, it's a command to stop what you're doing and remember God's faithfulness. God could have used another Hebrew word for rest if he merely wanted to communicate laying down all day. But lounging and vegging on Netflix is not the point of the Sabbath. Neither is the Sabbath about going to church. While both rest and church attendance are important, the point of the Sabbath is to cease from working and interrupt your daily rhythm to take time to remember that God, rather than your job or paycheck, is your ultimate provider. Yes. That's good. It is good. <laughs> Starting off strong. Uh, all right. So number two, the Sabbath. Now, this one was very interesting to me. The Sabbath was supposed to be permanent. So let me read what he says. In Genesis chapter 1, a repeated refrain closes the first six days, and there was evening and morning. Mm -hmm. However, at the end of the seventh day, that refrain is not repeated. You could say that the sun never sets on the day seven that God created. Some scholars believe God's intention was for us to live in that state of rest, not just for a day, but forever. However, Adam and Eve rejected that state of rest when they sinned. And the message of the gospel is that one day Jesus will return to give us final enduring rest. Hmm. Interesting thought, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never really kind of looked at it from that perspective. Yeah. And I, you know, I couldn't tell you if that was 100% biblically accurate or not, but he is right that that refrain is not repeated right. after day seven. And so it could stand to reason that... That is how we were supposed to live uh, in that mindset of God is the provider. Because before the fall, God was the provider. Right. There was no toil. There was no 
labor. The only job uh, Adam had was picking names for the animals. <laughs> you know, it's not, it wasn't a, there was no, the, the labor aspect came mm-hmm. as a result, as right. a punishment almost. You will toil the fields and child childbearing would uh, hurt. <laughs> All that stuff. All that fun stuff. So the two definitely not restful events. <laughs> had very restful labors i don't know no, i'm just so kidding. calming <laughs> i wish i could go have another one right now not <laughs> all right so let's see number three the sabbath was a response to slavery so this was this one takes a little thinking here genesis was written by moses to the jews right after they were delivered from slavery in egypt so we're talking about the actual writing of the story mm-hmm So one of the very first things they hear in the first chapter of Genesis is that even God takes a break from working. This would have been a foreign concept to former slaves who never had a day off. While Israel's Old Testament laws didn't disband slavery altogether, they did protect slaves much more than the rest of the ancient world. Jews who had slaves were required to allow them to participate in Sabbath every week, which would have been unheard of at that time elsewhere. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Of course, also, what it's talking about here is that, you know, they did protect slaves much more than the rest of the ancient world. In that slaves, while still, you know, servants bound uh, by, you know, that, that servitude, you know, they, they, they had to be uh, servants. They weren't like slaves as we think of them today, like with the ones that came over on the Mayflower mm-hmm. and all that, as, as property. They weren't ever seen as property. They were seen as servants, essentially. They, okay. were, they, were, they were bond servants. Uh, but they were still treated like people. <laughs> they were still given, actually, quite a lot of rights w- under the Jewish law. Now, okay. Egyptian slaves, not so much. Right. <laughs> Which right. is why they wanted to escape it. Uh, but that's a whole nother topic for another day. But an interesting thing, talking about you know how it was written and maybe the focus that they that Moses kind of put on something for mm-hmm. uh, the people of the time. Uh, interesting thought. Can't vouch for it either way, but an interesting thing to uh, research a little bit more. Uh, number four, the Sabbath was not just for people. Uh, scripture extends the invitation of Sabbath rest not only to slaves, but even to livestock in Exodus 20.10 and to farmland in Exodus 23.10 and 11. Rest was designed by God to be enjoyed by everyone and everything. Isn't that interesting? And we kind of see a little bit of that play out in... Um, like with 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 uh, farmland, it, there's times where it says toil the land for six years, mm-hmm. right? And then not for one year, right? Kind of thing. Um, and so I can I can kind of see how that's that's being portrayed a little bit more uh, as a possible thing. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it stands to reason that livestock wouldn't be doing much working anyway if you didn't have somebody there using them for a purpose, like a person working to do something. I mean, I guess, I don't know, I guess you had like mill donkeys and stuff (laughs) who would continually work. Yeah. But, I don't know. Interesting concept. Yeah. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna text this to Kara and pick her brain on it. Okay. And then the last one on this list of of uh, five vital truths you should know about the Sabbath, but probably don't, from Lightworkers.com. Uh, the Sabbath is a time to fight injustice. God has called his people to bring rest and relief everywhere we go. One of the primary reasons he implemented the Sabbath year of rest for the land, which we just talked about, mm-hmm. uh, was to let it rest and lie fallow let the poor of your pe- uh, that the poor of your people may eat. So in other words, you weren't even supposed to, if something grew in that last year, you weren't supposed to harvest it. You were supposed to let the poor people come and pick as they needed. Okay. And I, I've heard that many times. Okay. Um, it was to it was a call to fight injustice by bringing rest and relief to the helpless and the hopeless. Jesus did this as well, and the Pharisees hated him for it. One of their most frequent complaints was that Jesus healed people on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. They considered this to be work, which was illegal on the Sabbath. In Mark chapter 3, Jesus saw a man walk into the temple with a withered hand on the Sabbath. He overheard the Pharisees whispering to one another about whether or not he would break Sabbath law and heal the man. Jesus asked them, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? Mm -hmm. Jesus fought injustice by bringing the spirit of Sabbath rest to everyone he met, and he calls us to do the same. Hmm. Interesting. That might be my favorite point. Yeah. He saved the best for last. Right. I like this article. Um, I don't I don't know if all of it is accurate just because it seems like some of it requires a lot more study to yeah. determine. But it all does raise really interesting mm-hmm. points that are worth the study. Yeah. Worth the effort. Uh, so if you believe as we do. Uh, in that, then I encourage you to examine that for yourself. And you can find the original article at lightworkers.com. Again, uh, it's called Five Vital Truths You Should Know About the Sabbath But Probably Don't uh, by Kenneth Reed. Uh, And he is from... No, I guess he's not from, uh, but he's involved with or recommending a a project called The Bible Project, a a short-form animated uh bible video series uh which has recently focused on the sabbath and the seven day rest uh seventh day rest so check that out listen had you you just told me from the beginning that it was part of the bible project i would have been sold i'm like okay cool i don't need to be so cynical about this now i love the bible project Love it. I think okay. I've only seen one of the videos. Oh, my gosh. I need to get more involved with Yes, those. they're so good. <laughs> uh, they've also launched a new podcast series. Uh, and I think that's actually what this is about. Okay. New podcast series on the biblical theme of Sabbath. Uh, the series, which will soon become in another digestible, visually artistic, and theologically rich Bible video, explores a number of surprising themes about the Sabbath. Which is what we talked about here today. So yeah, check that out, lightworkers.com or The Bible Project. I bet you could find mm-hmm. uh, something on that as well. Uh, good topic. Uh, something completely unrelated to end the hour here. Uh, one of the other fun things that we talked about, you know, we talked about Twitter yesterday. One of the other fun things that happened on Twitter this week that had nothing to do with politics or anything terrible was... What? Was uh, some celebrities who I'd never heard of asked <laughs> just a simple question. All right, y'all. Waffles or pancakes, you know, and that sparked a giant debate. It was the number one uh, trending topic for most of that day. And uh, 
I don't know who won. It wasn't really a poll. It was a debate yeah. that raged on from both sides. Uh, just real quick, your thoughts, Waffles or I drinking? don't know. <laughs> I, 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 it's too hard. <laughs> like, I want to say immediately Waffles. Yes. But then I think, but if I go to IHOP or Denny's, I'm going to get a stack of pancakes. I'm not going to buy a waffle. See, and then with a, okay. with a waffle, it has to be done Perfect. Right, right. And I found out the other day that a lot of people like thinner, crispy waffles, whereas I like the oh, big, no. yeah. fluffy, the big, soft. Big, yeah. Yeah. But apparently that's like, the we're thin, the minority. Waffle, yeah. The thin, the thin, crippy, crispy waffle. <laughs> crippy. The thin, crippy waffle. <laughs> thin, crispy waffle is a big thing. Like Bruxy, that, that restaurant yes. we went to, that's yeah. what they build all their sandwiches on, those really thin, crispy waffles. Right. But it makes sense kind of with the sandwich. Exactly. Situation. But, but when yeah, I'm like, when I'm having a sweet breakfast treat, not savory, but sweet, I want a fluffy yeah. waffle. Yeah, you want an experience like that. And you almost always get fluffy pancakes. So it, it it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what we're talking about today anyway. So you don't have to make a decision. Good. <laughs> I said, uh, posted a poll. Given the waffle versus pancake debate going on right now, we wanted to know another food preference. So the question I brought up was Twizzlers or Red Vines? Mm. Two very similar yet very different licorice candies. I have a side. Definite preference? Yep. What's your preference? Neither. Neither. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> they both suck. <laughs> So I gave two two uh, responses you could pick. One was Twizzle My Nizzle, and the other was It's Vine Time, baby. I actually like Twizzlers. Do you like Twizzlers more? They're softer. They are Red softer. Red Vines are harder. Red Vines are harder. Uh, a lot of people actually factor in the straw effect. Red Vines are more circular. You can actually use them as a straw, and that's kind of like part of the candy experience. Suck up a soda through it, you get a little... Uh, licorice flavor in the soda, and then you get to eat the the vine with a little soda flavor in the vine. That's like a big deal to a lot of people. Twizzlers, they're more flat. They still have like a hole through them, but it's a very smaller like hole, so there's not not a lot of straw effort into it. And you got to bite it off on each end for it to work. Okay. So that's that's an aspect to think of. Uh, Twizzlers tend to be more thick uh, mm-hmm. and thus require more chew than red vines. So what do you think? I want you to guess the most popular opinion. And then I also want you to guess, like, what percentage? Oi. Okay. I also think, though, like, red vines, I didn't even know that red vines were a thing until we moved here. Yeah. I had never even heard of red vines, so I don't know if they're a regional thing. I don't think they are. In fact, like on sitcoms and stuff throughout the years, whenever a licorice candy is brought up, it's always red vines. Really? I almost never hear Twizzlers. The first time I heard the name Twizzlers in, in reference to licorice on TV was in an episode of Parks and Recreation where Ben's dad brought his new girlfriend or wife or whatever to their engagement party thing and it was like the family quilt right show yeah and someone brought up uh, i think it was leslie brought up hey i got we we have red vines and his dad says 
we're a Twizzlers family. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard Twizzlers. Huh. Now, I know Twizzlers is not regional because it's it's from a candy company that's very popular. And I'm not sure who makes Red Vines, honestly. But I don't think it's regional. Okay. So I'm going to say, <laughs> and I'm going to be wrong, but I'm just going to say Twizzlers won. And Twizzlers won by 68%. Twizzlers won. It got 81.8% of the vote. What? So you were very close. Wow. <laughs> what do you know? It won by about 62%. Wow. <laughs> I'm smarter than I think I am. <laughs> and this honestly surprised me because I had seen a, several years ago another poll in this vein. And Vines just destroyed Twizzlers. Yeah. Like it was almost... It was almost a hundred to zero kind of huh. response, so I was surprised with this and kind of happy. Well, what do you know? Uh, I also enjoy the Twizzlers that the pull and, the pull and peel Twizzlers. Yes, yeah, those are fun. Those are fun. And then they have the came out uh, in the last few years with the Twizzler sour ropes, which the, it's a cherry one and then a lemon one. They're all together. It's like cherry and lemon mix, and inside the Twizzler. Is like this sour, gummy-ish kind of flavor in there, hmm. texture, but it's delicious. Oh, it's so good. Hmm. I want some right now, and I can't have them. So many carbs. All I can have are the sugar-free red vines. And they're not worth it. They're not worth it. Doesn't Brock's <laughs> make red vines? Is it Brock's? I don't, I don't know. I, I could be totally wrong, but I really thought that it was. It might be. Okay. All right. Well, that was our fun, fun uh, aspect to end the show on here. <laughs> Coming up next, we share something that we love. We'll be back in just a few with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug as our show is coming to a close for today. Sorry, I was yawning. <laughs> <laughs> but first, I want to share with you something that I love. <laughs> was your mouth, were you keeping your mouth closed? Yeah. <laughs> I just saw, I thought you had something like a muscle spasm that you were fighting through. It was very tense. <laughs> Typically, when I yawn with my mouth really wide open, I make a noise or my throat will gurgle or something. So I was trying to be silent about it, but it, you know, whatever. Lesson learned, I suppose. Um, so something that I love, since we didn't get to talk about it yesterday in our personal updates, I'm just going to throw it out there. All right. I love cruising. <laughs> Here is some advice from your friendly travel agent, Mo. <laughs> If you are looking for a way to vacation, a cruise is the way to go. Believe me when I say you will not regret it. And here is why. <laughs> I don't know. I regret a lot about my cruise. Oh, my goodness. Okay, but so... But it's because I didn't follow a lot of your rules. So, so here we go. <laughs> okay. First of all, always cruise for more than five days. Five days are not worth it. You're going to spend a couple hundred dollars more to get a seven-day cruise, but 
in the long run, it's going to be totally worth it. It takes a person about two to three days to get their sea legs, Mm -hmm. to really get a feel of the ship where everything is, to feel confident walking around. Oh, gosh, yes. Going from this place to... so many dang times. Exactly. Because it's not laid out logically. No, it's not. you got to walk through a thousand different things. You do. It's it's true. (laughs) But by day three, you've got a feel of it, and you're like, okay, I know exactly where that is. I know the fastest route to get there. Mm -hmm. Okay. But for a five-day cruise, and you're on day three, and you're finally feeling confident, and you're like, what the crap? I've only got two days left. (laughs) Vacation is practically over. Whereas on a seven-day cruise, day three, you still have four days left. You are still very much in your vacation. Yeah. You're good. Um, Also, if you have children that have big opinions... A cruise is the way to go because you go vacation, you go to a different state and, you know, you're driving or you're flying or whatever. You get there and it's, okay, what are we having for dinner? I want pizza. I want burgers. I want chicken nuggets. Great. You want pizza, burgers, and chicken nuggets? You can have all those things (laughs) on a cruise. And have Eat as whatever much as you, you want. want. <laughs> exactly. You want ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? You're having ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You want four different kinds of cake? You can get that on a cruise. <laughs> that is one thing that I that you said uh, before that that we took to heart too is this is a vacation for the whole family that's yeah. there. If they want to eat junk food that you don't let them eat at home practically ever, then. Let them have fun. If they Do want it. To, anytime they ask for an ice cream cone, you pass by the ice cream thing. Let them get an ice cream cone yep. if they want it. Uh, I will say it bit worked. me. Yeah, it bit me in the butt <laughs> the first couple days back when I was like, my body, it's nine o'clock in the morning and I'm craving an ice cream. And I'm like, what have you done to yourself? <laughs> but it was totally worth it. Yeah. And on top of that, our second port we the cruise that we just did was a repeat cruise. We've already been to these ports before. We had never been on the ship, but we had already been to the ports. So our second port stop, we decided to just stay on the ship mm. instead of leaving and going and exploring. We had already seen the town. We had already done what we wanted to do. So we stayed on the ship. We laid by the pool. Mind you, it's January. But we were in Mexico, so we laid by the pool, we all got sunburned, the kids swam, they did the water slides, Chris and I watched the Avengers Endgame by the pool, we ate three burgers. It was (laughs) truly the best vacation and the best vacation experience that we could have ever asked for. And it was so easy. It was relaxing. It was enjoyable. It wasn't overdone. I didn't have to stress about... What are we doing today? What are we going to see? Where are we going? The kids woke up and they decided, and they have like camps for kids. If you've never done a cruise, make sure that the cruise ship you choose has something for the children mm. that you don't necessarily have to be a part of. Yeah, Eli Eli went to two, two of the days, two yeah. of the evenings, yeah. and loved them. Mm-hmm. So much fun. He had yes. a blast. One of them was like a spy night. Where they did all these cool activities and yeah. crafts and things. and Yeah. It is. And the shows, you don't have to worry about what you're going to see that night, where you're going to go. They have games. I won at bingo again. (laughs) $300 at bingo. (laughs) So anyway, that is something that I love. Cruising. It's definitely a cool experience. Uh, Our experience wasn't the 
best. Because you guys didn't go with us. But, <laughs> but yeah, there were other factors. One of them being a hurricane had just passed through oh, right. practically every stop that we had planned on. And then there was another hurricane, a Bruin. And so all of the water was extremely choppy. Yeah. And we were just sick the entire time. It was yeah. awful. Uh, we had one great stop and one great day. And yeah. that was the second day on the ship. Everything else was just a wash. And you did a five-day, right? <laughs> and we did a five-day. And you're absolutely right. It wasn't until that fourth day that we felt like, okay, I know where we need to go and I know how to get there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you're just bummed out at that point. Yeah. Like, you finally feel great. You feel 100%. And you're like, crap, it's my last day. <laughs> I was also a little upset that their hamburgers were garbage. They well, were awful burgers. So you, you okay, I wasn't going to do this, but yeah. I'm totally going to do it. Carnival is the way to go when it goes. Food. Yeah. yeah. Carnival or Disney. I've heard Disney is actually really, really good with okay. food, too. Okay, yeah. So Disney, hands down, is 100% the way to go, but I ain't willing to pay. Super expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could take five Carnival cruises for the cost of one Disney. So, just saying. All right, well, let's close out the show with the Bible verse for the day. Psalm 107.9, for he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Thank you for joining us. There's a Back Row Morning Show every weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Mo and I bring you the morning side hug most of the week, and Bubba and Anna bring you church nerds every Friday. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to backrowbaptist.com. If you love what we do here at Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at backrowradio.com slash partner. There are several tiers with different rewards and incentives, but even just committing to donate $1 a month will get you in our private Facebook group, The Scoop, and get you our private podcast feed, which will get every full episode of The Morning Side Hook, including our Throwback Thursday episode, and you'll get a full episode of Church nerds a day early of course we also offer the back row free podcast on backrowradio.com where you'll get a weekly podcast on wednesdays <laughs> from the morning side hug with selected clips from our first three shows that week you'll get critical hit hit with hector mira critical the- hick with hector mira <laughs> yep emotionals for tractor lovers here we go and the episodes of church nerds after they air on fridays <laughs> that's it for the show we'll be back tomorrow we hope you will too once again i'm matt and i'm mo remember that jesus loves you time is tick-tocking away and if you see us around we'd love a side hug bye